Thanks so much for listening, for reaching out. Um, everyone that's reached out, I've been super thankful. Um, I am a total masochist in a way that I need and love feedback. So everyone who's been texting me stuff, thank you so much. Um, and don't stop. I don't know what it is about me, uh, but I constantly am like, I don't know, just like tell me if it's like bad and how I can fix it and how I can make it better. Um, but I just wanted to say hey and tell you guys about this uh gig stress dream that i had this week uh obviously i haven't done a show since early march um so it was really surprising and it was theater related so and i haven't operated a theater show for like its full run in a very long time um so it was super funny to me and it was just really weird uh but yeah nevertheless i had a gig nightmare and um, I know we all have these, they're super common, but I just thought it was super funny that it was now. Um, so <laughs> I was operating a really intense, like borderline immersive theater type show. And it was, it was in a thrust space and front of house was kind of lined up behind one of the audience banks on one of the sides of the thrust. And... I had gone out to the bathroom and I came back in and all of a sudden there was like white drape all over my console and like all over front of house, like all over the SM, all over audio, like everything. Like we were, there was just white drape everywhere and I was super confused and then I guess I realized that it was a part of the show and so I crawled like under all this drape. I got to the console. It was an ion if that matters. Um, and I didn't have a chair, so I was like oddly squatting. And I was going through the show and I asked the SM what was going on. And they were like, um, this is the show, obviously. And then it hit me that I hadn't seen the show or I guess read the script. I just, I knew nothing about the show up until that point, like, or past that point. So I had known the show, everything was going on. It was like a weird sort of like Greek kind of, not tragedy, but it was really intense. Like there was like really intense like dinner, candles, like lining the floor as the main source of light. Like it looked really cool. Um, good job, Dream Beta. It looked cool. But I didn't know what was going on. It was like a weird sacrifice type scene, I guess. I, I don't know. Um... And so I realized I didn't know anything about the show past this point, and I panicked, of course, but I looked, and there were cues in in the console. Like, I don't know if I had made the cues or if someone else had made the cues. I didn't know the deal, but they were there, and the SM was calling them like nobody's business, and I was keeping up, but I was also editing and fixing the cues and making it's and making it so that people could actually like see the actors and it I I mean I remembered to like record everything properly so that nothing was tracking and doing everything and it didn't it didn't look half bad so um I guess again shout out to Dream Beta for for doing an okay job um I'm not going to get into the psychology of all of that but that that was my gig stress dream so if you have a really funny one that you want to share, please let me know, <laughs> uh, and I'd, I'd love to read it. Uh, so today's guest is my dear friend and colleague, Saul Flores. Uh, we worked a show together for about a year and a half, and it required us to be on comms together for three to four days a week, uh, often for like eight to 10 to 12 hours, depending on how that day was going. Um, so you can definitely say that we've become friends. 
Uh, he's a great problem solver. He's always fun to work with. Um, if you ever want to talk about The Office or really weird, funny, like German related memes, um, hit him up. He's great. He's super great to work with. I love him. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Thanks. So, hey guys, and welcome to Shirley Unsure. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I have my dear friend and colleague, Saul Flores. Um, Hello. He's a programmer and designer, uh, lighting programmer and designer. And yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing in your world of uh, quarantineage? I'm doing great. I, yeah, I, um got a little bummed about the 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 extension but i know it's the right thing to do so i'm like not i'm not angry about that it's just like i i need a plan i need i i feel like there's no plan still so I, we talked about this already I, yeah but, i agree yeah. it's got to be some sort of map of how to execute things. yeah yeah exactly as with anything really right as with you know like doing a show right you need a plan yeah, if you don't have a plan exactly. you know i think stagehands like just the theatrical community or entertainment should run the country i'm just gonna, <laughs> i feel like we could be like right on top of things it's like we're loading this city in we're loading this out we're, we're doing this we're loading this bill in it's gotta go right anyways <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know I, had, I always had that i had a thought one time of that i was like man what if like we just had that mentality of of that but apply it to things and you know like being in charge of a city or a country anyways i I won't digress on that well no i i agree i feel like so many people like Mm. don't actually realize how smart stagehands and designers and everyone are like there's such a weird misstep because they're like oh they're creative and it's like yes but there's so much more to it (laughs) Yeah, and not only that, it's just that sense of community. Like everybody communicates, everybody has to work with each other. Like mm-hmm. just, there's, there's no, yeah, it, it, there's. You always have to figure out how to make sure the end goal is met. Exactly. And all, and that's what everybody's concerned about, is making sure that that happens and and on time and as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thought, right? Yeah, and I. Again, it goes back to planning. Like, if you don't have a good and efficient plan, you're not going to be on time for your projects, which means that's more money that has to be spent, which is just rule number one, never mess with the money. Just make sure you're always (laughs) under budget. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I know you pretty well. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, when did you know that you wanted to do what you do now? That's kind of a big question. Ooh, well, that kind of like, it just developed through time. Um, it wasn't something I wanted to do as a kid right off the bat. You know, it's like as a kid, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to be a computer technician. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I didn't know what that meant. I just, I wanted to work on computers. And I thought like building computers was like a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, that was like in the 90s. So yeah, building a computer and like ITT tech and all that stuff was, I think, a big deal, uh, you know. Um, so that was kind of my, in my head as a kid is what I wanted to be. Um, but what kind of started the path of it, it was my dad, really. He um, was a DJ at the time. Um actually been a dj since the 80s since he was in high school yeah uh, him and my uncle uh kind of got into it and that, that became a thing they created their company you know montage entertainment shameless plug uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you won't find it on instagram um <laughs> but uh yeah so they started that thing and my dad you know would always come home after work and find some time to kind of do a, you know practice in the garage and i can hear music from outside in the, you know, the garage from across the way of the yard. And I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder what dad's doing, you know? And I would go over there and just kind of sit there on a, one of the crate of records and just watch him play, you know, and just kind of listen to his mixes and kind of just dissect what he's doing. And then, uh, I mean, I was just, at first it was just like watching him. That's always, I was just 
it's my dad, you know, it's like, it's my hero is playing music, he's DJing, you know, uh, but then he kind of turned around and was like, yeah, yeah, you want to try, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, okay, you know, get on the crate, and I was short, so, like, the turntables are, like, that high, so I was, like, <laughs> a box and kind of, like, you know, figure the whole thing out, um, and then it kind of went from there, like, then, in, like, he taught me how to mix, and I learned how to mix a little bit, so then I had my little set of records that I had, so that was, like, my thing like he he bought me a little crate and he's like let's go to the record store and go pick out records that you want it's like okay cool so i'm like walking around the record store and didn't know i didn't know how to read but i was like let me find the records that have the most like the coolest the coolest pictures yeah it's like and it actually worked (laughs) like most of the time the ones with the cool art had really good music on there it was a lot of house music (laughs) and stuff like that at the time um but yeah um and then, yeah, I kind of went from there and it became, like, it, it, it evolved from when he started doing bigger events to, like, you know, going into weddings or even, like, corporate events. Um, he, he expanded his his, uh, his rig, so he had to get a bigger PA system, a bigger lighting system. We weren't using anything DMX at the time. It was still turning it on, turning it off, a little flash and trash stuff. But, yeah, I ended up becoming his tech. Like, he, sh- he showed me how to basically uh, hook up the PA, how to hook up the subs and tops and split you know the crossovers and all that stuff but really i kind of started off with audio which is kind of funny Mm -hmm. um but then and then it got into lighting was like all right we gotta set up you know the t-bars and hang our our disco lights on top of them and then we also got to figure out power where to route it so we want to turn them on and off like we had somewhat of a a dimmer switch pack but it was more kind of like a relay style thing but then it kind of expanded there we eventually got moved like moving lights from american dj and and then it just kept piling and piling on top of that. And then my dad had a buddy in the industry working for Vision Lighting at the time. I don't even think it exists anymore. I think it's Forwell now. Um, his name was Joe. I uh, met him, and he was like, I'm going to bring you some lights. And, you know, one of these days, he, this guy, Joe, just showed up at my dad's Halloween party, his annual Halloween party my dad was known for, uh, with two techno beams. And I was like, what are these things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the time, I was still figuring out moving lights because it's like I would see, you know, I'd go to a concert and I'm like, what is that big thing? It's the size of somebody's body hanging up in the air. Yeah. You know, and I would sit there. Instead of watching the show, I'd be sitting there staring at the light waiting for it to move or yeah. do something. <laughs> like, what is it going to do next? Um, so, yeah. And then he uh, brought these techno beams and then I figured out how to program them, you know. Yeah. For a week, just playing with them, and then from then it just kind of, I started getting really, really into moving lights and programming, and you know, uh, yeah. And then once I got to high school, that's really, really, really where I, I kind of learned how to program on a hog and and uh, you know, actual moving lights. Like like, <laughs> not Amer- I went from graduating from American Digital like Comor at the time and high end <laughs> yeah. studio colors. Ouch. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then it just kind of exploded from there. I graduated high school, worked at Knott's for a summer uh, for, like, a few months. Um, kind of got my theme, park ex- my, my theme park feet wet a little bit there. Yeah. And then um, right after that, Disney, I ended up figuring out a way to get into Disney, and, uh, and Disney was kind of the one that really, really, like, was a good educational experience because it's, like, that's I really like. That's essentially what solidified my programming and lighting career was at Disney. Yeah. Because um, it was like, well, what do you do? And it's like, well, I, you know, when I was at Knotts, I was running audio, and maybe some lights. I mean, I wanted to do more lighting, but it was during the daytime, so there's no, there's no need for yeah. lights. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so once I got to Disney, it was like, I, I was volu- I was basically volunteered to be a programmer for one of the shows, and I was like. I don't know if I can do that, <laughs> but okay, you know, it's like... Trial by fire, I, though, sometimes let's... Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm kind of jumping around, you know, with the details and skimming over stuff, but uh, yeah, and then it just kind of went from there, and Disney was like the perfect place to kind of like learn how to make, to break things, really, because Disney does all kinds of weird stuff. Uh with gear you know they do things with it that it's not meant to do and then they figure out how to make that work so i kind of like learned that aspect of things too is how to break something and i kind of i guess it kind of fits too because my mom hated buying me toys 
because instead of playing with them, I would start taking them apart. So it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that kind of coincides with that. I love that. That's like something I feel like so many people I know. They all yeah. kind of start like that. They're just like, I don't care what it does. I want to figure out how and why it does that and like yeah. getting into the nitty gritty of it all, um, yeah. which is something I feel like a lot of us sh share in common, which is really, <laughs> really funny. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder what that is. Like, I don't know if it's like a desire to make something better or just like understanding, like you just need to know why it works like that and like how to make it cooler or like how to manipulate it yeah. um but that's super funny so it was like a it was like a little bob ross moment like a little happy little accident that you <laughs> fell into yeah. it all yeah pretty much because i could have went the other way i mean uh, and that was the thing and in between i was like like i said doing audio so i could have just been could have been audio instead you know that that was the other thing is like when i was in high school and and kind of coming out of like in between knots in high school i was I also had my own, like, had some gear, you know, so I was doing mm -hmm. clubs and stuff like that in between, so we provided audio and lighting package for that, um, so I had a small PA system for, you know, for DJ and stuff like that, um, so, and I was mixing bands as well, like, in high school, so I was basically, like, kind of doing everything, because they didn't have the resources, and I just figured it out how to make it work, yeah. um, but, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, it's just ended up being that, yeah, like you said, happy accident, and it worked out, but I'm happy where i'm at now because it's like it's, it's a lot of fun you know and, and i think uh i definitely like having multiple backgrounds or like having exposure to multiple backgrounds because mm -hmm. then you kind of you kind of understand how how to put things together how, how it should or have an idea how it would come together at the end and um but yeah uh it's it's a good time yeah you gonna be alive right now did you did you do theater when you were in high school kind of <laughs> they didn't have a theater. They had a drama program, okay. um, but it, it wasn't really. That was the one thing I really wish my high school did have was an actual the theatrical program where you know you have not only have you know the acting side of things, but the technical theater side of things, like dedicated to that, you know, to educating for technical, yeah, or anything like that, uh, costuming. Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of a, it was kind of the wild west. It was like, who wants to do lights? So it's like, I want to do lights. Okay, cool. We'll get up in the booth and start pushing faders up. Like that's kind of the extent of it. Um, yeah. So that was like my understanding of theater, and I kind of got more of my theatrical uh, experience uh, when I started working at Disney. Um, but yeah, a lot of my. A lot of the stuff that I did at in high school was more of a it was an extracurricular activity. It was this this um, program called the Renaissance Program, and it was an after school sort of thing. And what it was is uh, during the year they would raise all kinds of money and they would host two rallies a year. So it was a winter rally and then the, the uh, end of you know the summer rally. Basically, it was um, in in June uh, towards the end of the year, and that was the bigger one. Uh, but they would raise money for this, and this rally was for anybody who had like a GPA of 2.5 and above. It was like a thank you show kind of thing uh, for you know people getting that uh, that great the GPA. So then you could just kind of take a break for a couple periods and watch the show. And people would put on skits, video skits, live dance performances. Uh, it was themed, so they had different themes for that for those events. It was like an SNL theme or a Jurassic Park, whatever. Like they would, you know. That's so cool. And they did, yeah, and they and they did it to the best abilities that they could, you know, with, 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 with what we were working with. You yeah. Know? And it wasn't a theatrical background, so it was kind of like just make make it work, you know. <laughs> um, so when I uh, figured that about when I found out about that program and how I found out was one of my classes played a video, a demo video previous shows and mm -hmm. sitting there I'm like oh that's cool they, they started off with like the video skits so I was like okay that's cute you know whatever but then as soon as I got to the to the live or to the footage of the actual show and the stage was there I saw that they had moving lights and I'm like what's this what is that <laughs> what is that how can I is that here that's the thing that we're doing that here and it's like yeah it's like I want to do that that's cool yeah uh, so yeah and then so I ended up but you had moving it. lights in high school we uh we didn't have moving lights we it, it was so the money was raised and we they hired a rental company to go. oh okay cool and at the time it was like 
uh, I'm going to name drop here, but it was, I don't know if they still exist, but it was Exodus Lighting. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they did a lot of uh, nightclubs and uh, a lot of, uh, well, they actually did anything DJing, really. And then they did some live events, I think, from what I remember as a kid. Uh, they also had actually a storefront. It was like a DJ store. I, during high school, I would sometimes walk in there and look at the gear and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, it kind of went from there. That was like my freshman year. And then as time progressed, uh, I wanted to take on um, doing the lighting um, into my sophomore year. So I just told the instructor, I said, hey, man, like, can I get a shot at this? Like, let me try to do it all myself. And yeah, he, he somehow trusted me. And yeah, <laughs> he's like, you're going to do both audio and lighting somehow. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so like, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm now uh, revealing that I took so I took a gig away from this company. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, they'll I think they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know I took that on. So then I just figured it out. I found somebody who had an inventory of lights, like the friends and stuff. And I I pretty much called anybody that I knew. And I said, hey, can I borrow this piece of gear? I know you have a couple lights here and. You have some extent, you know, it's like stingers there, and you know, like uh, I was piecemealing all the rig together and like figured it out, and then um, even like figured out how to get a truck, and that was because my um, dad was a mechanic for trucks, so then he he essentially like asked permission and kind of like begged one of his customers to borrow their their uh, their uh, their box truck. So we just, yeah, we piecemealed this whole thing together and shoved everything in the back of that truck. Um, and then, yeah, tried to put it up and we set it up in the gym. They had a scissor lift, so I was like hanging things from the, yeah. the basketball <laughs> the basketball hoops, or not the hoops, but like the pipes that would, you know, that was holding up the basketball, uh, the backboards and things like that. That's uh, so rad. Yeah, oh, so it was cool. kind of like, yeah, it was pretty haphazard. Um, <laughs> all the good, all the best things are. Yeah, we didn't even have dimmers. I had I had two guys on the walls, and he, like we had par bars, and and that was the thing. It was just like, uh, it was a, basically a true ACL, so it wasn't taking a lot of power. But like I put frost in front of it to make it like a watch, and put colors or whatever. I bought like a a gel pack from Guitar Center, <laughs> <laughs> and so I slapped the gel in there, and then uh, we didn't even have dimmers, and I basically just had two friends, a friend on each end of the room. One had stage right pars and then one had stage left pars and I'm like, plug it in. And they would plug it in. And if there was a video moment, I'd be like, thumbs down. And they would unplug it for the video moment. <laughs> and then I had control of the moving lights with like the two or three moving lights I had on stage. Like that was like our way of doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then it kind of built from there. And then like just getting to know more people. Oh, because I, so, so through the connection of borrowing some of the gear that I had, so circling it back to my dad's friend, Joe, uh, he uh, brought a buddy in. So during this loading of this whole show, um, he brought this guy in. It was just like, oh, this is my friend. We just wanted to come check out your, your loading and see how's it going. And I'm like pulling my hair out too because I took on way like a bigger thing than I could actually. How old were you on. during all this? This was my sophomore year high school. I don't I'm horrible at aligning my age to – the year in high school you're like 16 ish so, probably like 14 15 15 yeah 15 yeah yeah 15 16 i was 18 and senior year <laughs> yeah let's just we're just gonna spitball yeah i have horrible math but yeah so just figuring it out and turns out his buddy was uh owned and owned a full-on production company so like as i was trying to get audio and lighting together i was struggling with audio so then um the friend of Joe just was like, here, I'll take care of that for you. Don't worry about it. Just figure, focus on lights. So I'm like trying to get lights to work. And yeah. he put everything together for me and like set it all up. And then, yeah. And it turns out he had, later on, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll help you, you know, for the next, I'm like, this is the small one. We have another one in June. They're like, oh, that's cool. It's like, dude, hit us up. If you ever need anything, like just let us know. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, we got some gear and this and that. And yeah. Like, I was like, oh, cool, you know. So in my brain, I'm just like, I, you know, a couple subs and speakers here and there, maybe a couple of lights. Like, not a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, 
then I come to realize, like, once we got down to the, to the second rally, I gave them the check. They're like, we'll do everything. Like, we'll just give you everything. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's better than we got now, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, essentially, I just said, here's the budget. Here's the check. Like, I'm just giving you, like, four lights and a couple speakers and, a, you know, just a decent package for that. And next thing you know it, they roll up with freaking three box trucks. And <laughs> <laughs> they start unloading a full-on stage with decking and motors and, I would say a line array come out and like, and then another truck full of just stacked high with moving lights. I'm like, what is this? Like, so yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a, it was a, it That's was a so interesting cool. experience. I love, yeah, that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cause I feel like one of the, one of the most important things is, is when an adult, when an adult just, takes just takes you seriously in general. general. Yeah. And especially, and especially with, with this, this like, like, I remember, I remember being a freshman in college and like calling a shop and being so nervous to talking to the salesperson and they were like yeah. super chill with everything and it's it's really silly but all those things are really like big and I I also didn't have like a super intense theater program when I was in high school but uh the TD of my high school was super supportive and had gone to the college I ended up going to mm-hmm. and like her uh fiance at the time worked for a lighting shop and so he was super nice and I would work for him in the summers and like mm-hmm. just getting interest from an adult of being like hey man like it's cool this is really weird but like let's do it and like okay I'll show up with a bunch of boxes and we'll do your show for you like that's yeah. so exciting yeah yeah and like was not expecting that at all it was like the weirdest thing ever it was just like wait what what is this like and like I was unsure too, because I was like, "Well, we only gave you this amount of money. It was like only four grand, I think, was the budget." And uh, and I started getting nervous. I'm like, "Wait a minute, do they think that that's just a deposit or something?" Like it was just um, yeah. different things are going through my head. They're like, "No, no, no, don't worry about it." Like I'm like, "We'll try to get more money, this and that." They're like, "No, no, 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 just take it. You're good." That's <laughs> awesome. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so I was like, "Cool." Yeah, it was uh, um, actually uh, his name was Raul. They, uh, they had, a, I think back then it was GBS, Garibay Brothers Sound or something like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the company that they had. Uh, but yeah, it was freaking nuts. Like we had a full-on concert venue in our gym. It just transformed. It was crazy. Like That's so cool. Everything was there. Yeah. And I was so nervous too because they were like, oh, we're going to hang from the ceiling. And I'm like, what? Like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, they're like, we got beam clamps. And I was like okay so, like they figured out all the engineering and everything like that and then another thing i was concerned about was power and that was another thing too is like well we don't have a generator or like and we have these outlets you plug into the side he's like where's your electrical room in here he starts pulling all the panels off the faces of the, of the circuit breakers or the circuit panel i'm like what's happening he's like oh we're gonna tie into this i'm like huh <laughs> <laughs> They started tying in with lugs and everything. Like they tapped into the the, the breaker panels, so it was like completely out of thin air. Like made some like something that wasn't even that venue wasn't even meant for events, and they figured out how to make it work. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I was like, this is cool. And the gym, and then the funny thing is, the gym teacher um, has an office right there in the gym, and was just like, at first was freaking out because <laughs> it's like, what is this foreign thing? You guys are doing things to my freaking my basketball gym here like what the hell Mm -hmm. as soon as we got it all built out and started like playing music he was all jazzed and he's like (laughs) listen you can play music on one condition you have to play one of my cds so (laughs) i'm like okay sure here you go and he's like as loud as you want it's like okay and it turned out it turns out it was like bagpipe music (laughs) so (laughs) it was like a half hour of bagpipes that we had to go through i mean no offense to anybody playing bagpipes (laughs) it was through a pa and it was cranking he wanted it he was in his office just like just, just like really it. feeling it yeah, yeah it was a funny moment i remember that it was such a hilarious moment that's so funny uh but yeah and that's kind of where i got my experiences like then we started doing that for another three years and it was two times a year mm-hmm. um so i kind of like learned how to make all that equipment work um i focused more on lighting at that point since it was a bigger rig they had an audio guy there mixing with their pa mm-hmm. um so I'll, i was just in charge of programming lights um yeah and then that was it yeah it was like a, i think it was hog 2 on pc too i think that's what we're wow that was, that was, throwback yeah. yeah 
and it was the old Comar CF7s, the big old long snouted, slow cow sounding lights. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because every time we got the rig and like made them move, it sounded like a bunch of cows mooing. Like, anyways, <laughs> that's awesome. Note. I'm feeling nostalgic now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you rolled in. You you did all these shows and then you went straight to knots right after high school. Yeah, so through so kind of through Raul and then like that camp of people, um, I ended up visiting knots because they were doing uh, this guy Ramiro that I knew. I guess he was related. He was like a brother-in-law to Raul and this kind of the, the brothers there. Um, I got invited to go to one of their the Vietnamese shows that they would host at knots in the the theater there mm-hmm. so they would rent out that theater and have these vietnamese shows for for like a week so i just wanted to go hang on and check it out and uh yeah it was cool like just sat there with the ld and he was just running the show and he was really good with the staff there he was really cool with them really tight so like he you know i'm just like this young kid all amazed by by everything and and he, so he was like let me give you a tour so he started walking me around the theater and Took me backstage, took me all the off the production offices, and introduced yeah. me to Lisa, who was the, uh, the the manager, the technical director of the venue at that time. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's like, "You guys hiring? <laughs> you should give him a call. He's looking for a summer job." And she's like, "Yeah, okay." So in my head, I was just like, "Oh, it's just conversation, you know?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. great. We should hang out, you know, that yeah. sort of deal, you know. But no, I was like, I gave it a shot. I just like ended up getting her email. Um, eventually, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to hire you." And it's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then they needed more. Um, they needed more people for their day ops. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I didn't really work in the theater. I was doing a lot of this the daytime stuff. So like the stunt show and uh, any like the little pop up DJ stuff that they had like right there at the main stage, Calico, and, and, and like the mariachi performances they had at Fiesta Village. Like that was our our thing. And the saloon too. The saloon was a fun one. Um, so I did that for a couple few months, um, and then uh, made some friends there. And because of making some friends there, some of those friends ended up getting hired into Disney. And I was just like, "Hello!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually my manager. His name's Adrian. He was our Tech Ten at the time. That was like the manager for the day operations. And uh, he got hired into Disney, and so I hit him up. I'm like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "Here's the info. Give it a shot. Good luck." Yeah. And then it went from there, and it was like we all graduated from Knott's Berry Farm into Disney. It was like <laughs> like when we were doing our onboarding or, or orientation, it was like we walked into the room, and I'm like, hey, hey. You know, like a lot of us are like, you're here too? Like, okay. And so it was, it was even people that we never really, like, interacted. Like, we were in the same room with each other at Knott's, but we never actually talked. But we recognized each other, so it kind of, like, created new bonding, you know, with yeah. that aspect. Yeah. You know, when you go to school or yeah. new class yeah. or something, it's like, I remember you. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of felt like that. I felt uh, like I, then, I definitely did that with you when I was like starting out here and I was like, yeah. okay, Saul's here. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta have that. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's like a little comfort thing, you mm-hmm. know, you gotta be with your homies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, it's like, I, it'd be great to like be able to work with you guys all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's the, like, Fun thing. You go on different shows and you meet different people, and sometimes you really like them and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you just like meet a really good friend, and then you're like, I'll never work with you again because our schedules are so different. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know it's like, well, it's been probably more than now, but it was a good solid two years of working on the same show together. Mm -hmm. Like, by then we figured out whether we hated each other or not and we did so <laughs> yeah. yeah as you can tell we're still talking so <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. i think we did okay i think we did okay yeah we, there was some bonding you know we definitely bonded yeah. over the office you know yes things like that. yeah <laughs> made up our own little isms and and, and sayings and stuff like that and, yeah which yeah. is always the fun part about like show families and stuff you always have your own little yeah. thing oh yeah yeah so that's exciting I mean, yeah yeah so yeah, that's, that's the cool thing it's yeah. like developing your own little thing so like office references or like our thing right mm-hmm. and then like other stupid things overcome but then like in the control room it was like photoshop 
Yeah. <laughs> Photoshopping people's faces around the oh, that, yeah. was, that was the best part. Yeah, that was um <laughs> what can I say? I'm a I'm a jokester. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so so you did all those fun things in high school, doing the doing the showcases, then going on to theme parks and I know you've done a few festivals as well in a bunch of broadcast stuff. Yeah, so um, yeah, I kind of stopped at Disney, but yeah, in like out in between, I mean, I worked at Disney for almost ten years, uh, up until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like finally went full on freelancing, but you know, as I was working at Disney, I was also taking side work. So yeah, once in a while, I'd be like a Coachella or uh, maybe a commercial or some sort of you know smaller rave gig in San Francisco or something over at one of the venues. Um, so I was kind of keeping my feet wet in regards to like freelancing work a little bit on the outside with Disney, but not a lot. Disney really consumed a lot of time. There was just so much going on. Um, but then, yeah, I finally made the leap um, in between, you know, uh, and that was the thing too. Disney also was a good hub to like network um, because a, a hub for networking, but B it's also a hub for entertainment. So people want to rent out the space for their TV show, you know, mm-hmm. or for their wedding you know, things like that. So, like, I definitely got a lot of TV experience with the Christmas specials that they had every year. Mm-hmm. So it was, a like, a full-on week operation, 24 hours a day, a nonstop thing. Like, they would overlap crews and whatnot. So we were facilitating the electric side of things for that show. There was just a lot going on. You had the main stage. You had the parades. So we were just running around trying to, like, shuttle lights and plug things in and, you know, push happy stands around. And, <laughs> and they would bring in a gaffer and a, a, an outside, you know, lighting designer and whatnot. So we kind of, like, learned their ways of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're mostly, like, a theatrical environment and a corporate. Uh, but, yeah, so then, you know, network again, meeting people that come in, you know, guests, guests that come in. Um, and then, like, hitting them up, going, hey, you know. Um, yeah. I'm free. <laughs> Which is always, like, a little awkward because you're, like. It is. You're, like, yeah. I don't want to oversell myself, but also. You right. I mean, work. a lot of it too is just like, like, we, we're, we're, it's a big department in, in the park. So, and then the group of people that we had, like, they were also networking. Mm-hmm. So, like Bobby, uh, met Bobby at Disney. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he left. That was a friend of. He's a friend of ours. Um, yeah. And he went off and started doing big and better things. And then later on down the line, just we obviously kept in touch and good friends. And then eventually, it's like. Hey man, what are you doing? I want to get you on this gig. I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a lot of that going on. So just friends of friends, and everybody started branching out. And then because we made that connection at Disney, we had now a network, you know, special, you know, of friends and mm-hmm. connections and things like that for shows. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What would you say the biggest difference is between like these different fields of lighting because i i only used to do theater and then when i dipped my toe in into a little bit of broadcast lighting um it's completely completely different world yeah so that was the that was the interesting part was the terminology for Mm -hmm. sure is the main one because let's say let's say stage manager for example stage manager i think in my at least in my head from what I see is there's three different stage managers because you have a stage manager for a Coachella type or tour for a festival. Then you have a theatrical stage manager and then you have a TV stage manager and they do three different things. I mean, mm-hmm. they, some, some stuff overlaps, but overall they're, they're completely, their scope of work is completely different. So it's just like adapting to that um, or what you would call, let's just say uh a lighting fixture sometimes or, or even like a piece of hardware is like oh go give me that 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 uh beaver board or whatever or something it's like mm-hmm. what is that you know and it's like oh it's a it's a pigeon plate it's like huh <laughs> it's like oh it's just a board with a bolt on it so you can put a you can form out a, a leco or something yeah uh, things yeah. like that so um it was just now just adjusting that sort of deal that you know the, the terminology to adapt to like this equals that Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Still to this day, I'm. I always. It always takes me a second when someone's talking about a fixture, 
chan mm. they mean a channel and in my head it's channel and it's not fixture number so yeah, yeah so yeah. i came from uh so when i learned about you know actually programming lights via bmx and things like that i started off with moving lights so in with that you know coming from like the club background they wouldn't call it channels they would call it fixtures mm -hmm. um so that was yeah so i came from the, the fixture background it was like fixture number one two and three and the channels were the channels within the fixture for you know the parameters because mm -hmm. that was like you bring channel one up that's pan channel two was tilt you know that's because uh, we came from like uh, a one-to-one -one style mentality of you know like when i my first console literally was that like there was no encoders and like you didn't patch anything it was you know you hit this fixture and you were you had 16 channels a block of 16 channels for that fixture you go to the next you know fixture then it was like start off at address 17 time you know plus eight uh so yeah so that's kind of where my background is so it's like learning that getting used to that too it's like did you mean the light or did you mean the, yeah. the address, you know? Like, yeah. Well, and it's super funny too, because as you work with the same person over and over again, you like understand yeah. their lingo too. So like for me, like with, with my boss, like when he says one thing, I know he means some, the other thing because yeah. in his head they're like swapped or he knows what he's talking about. He just uses the wrong word and it's, it's just super funny Right. So that's another thing is, uh, yeah, you, you, when you navigate between different genres of entertainment, um, <laughs> a, a, a definitely a, a, a skill you have to learn is how to navigate and translate mm -hmm. through these sort of things. Because, you know, I can jump from a theatrical show and theatrical environment, you know, one day and then, you know, I'm double book, I've got bookend another show like a, uh, a concert, you know, it's like now I got to change my mentality. Yeah, you know, they're getting on radio or comms and start referring to things and talking about things, and then it's like you automatically, like you said, you you know who you're working with, so you have to now change that that mindset. Yeah, <laughs> it's even so much more frustrating sometimes when you're switching between consoles. On the, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the same thing. It's yeah. exactly the same thing. You're like uh, different, you know, different shows call for different consoles sometimes, you know, or or this. It, the circumstances called like don't allow you to have the console that you want so you have to know how to use whatever you are provided with so um yeah that's another thing between eos and ma like i mean there's some things that overlap but there's other things you're just like <laughs> what <laughs> I, I, I mean i was on an eos for there's a point in the at the park i was on eos for like two years um but then as soon as I got off of it and went back into, you know, like mm -hmm. MA and Hog and all that stuff and Martin and whatnot, uh, they're more similar than like ETC stuff. So <laughs> kind of lost it. Yeah, yeah, I learned on the ION and yeah. I remember someone trying to explain uh, programming on an MA to me mm -hmm. once and I couldn't grasp it. They were like, well, you have your fixtures in your programmer held there and, you know, just discussing the very basics of it. And I was like, is that like blind? Like what's happening? Like it, my that, head, yeah, it's such a great, weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When they did, so they, when we had the EOS, when we were learning the EOS, they actually brought somebody in from ETC to kind of babysit us as we were programming the show. And after the first couple of days was an actual like tutorial. It was like, from unboxing the thing and setting it up mm -hmm. and learning how to, you know, set up your, your, your direct selects and whatnot, um, and your snapshots. Um, yeah. And it was like trying to translate, like I had a question, it's like, how do I make the console do this? And this is how we do it. And there was a lot of communication breakdown. Cause it was like, we're used to having a programmer. And that was the thing they were like, this console does not have a programmer. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> then how does it work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i i call up a thing and i bring it and then the little red numbers come up so it's that looks like a kind of a programmer to me <laughs> uh, so yeah it was just yeah just wrapping your head around the actual overall concept and the logistics of, of the syntax yeah was challenging yeah um, it's but, weird and the muscle memory that really screws with you i've uh gone to shows where I'm like, you know, on an EOS or an ION the whole time. I go on, hop onto an MA and I'm like, 
dialing away, you know, record this and that. Oh, I want to clear out my thing. So I'm like, plus, please, plus, please, plus, please. Like, oh, wait, that's sneak in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, clear, clear, clear. <laughs> that happened <laughs> to me. I used to doing this little thing with sneak in her, you know? And yeah. so I was like, oh, yeah, I got to change my brain now. Yeah, that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing a, I was programming a tour that I was taking out and it was on a, an EOS TI and it was, I looked at it. I remember like taking the console out, plugging everything in and just look like just staring at the board for like five minutes being like, oh my God, I've forgot this language and now I have to like hurry up and relearn it because my designer's in town tomorrow so like let's figure yeah. it out <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it was super funny but it was the same thing I was like trying to clear and I was like oh fuck that's not there and it took me like a solid like day and a half to like get that out of my mind again right right, yeah. right. <laughs> no, it's interesting wait till you try to get on a virtual so that's another thing we took a class for that and I'm just like well this is another different beast too it's similar to the EOS. Um, it's the same, almost the same platform. Like you'll see a sneak button yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to hop between console platforms. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, that'd be good. That's another thing. Your brain is just like. I th- that, the cool thing about that though, it teaches you nuance. It's like you you're always breaking out of your your um, uh, you're not complacent, so mm-hmm. you're always just not yeah you're always just on your feet in that regard and. It kind of teaches you how to adapt. I yeah. think that's the good, the plus part. I mean, yeah, your muscle memory, you have to kind of start adjusting for a couple hours, but that's about, that's the really difficult part about it. But other than that, I think it kind of trains your brain to kind of learn how to adapt to anything that changes and keep an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part about putting on a show? My favorite part? Hmm. Yeah, as you like, as you work through the years and doing all these gigs and you never sit, never really sit down and think about it, but um, I've never had the chance to sit down and think about it. But I think as far as putting on a show, just seeing the end result. I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of what everybody likes, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like we built something from nothing. Uh, We had a certain amount of time to do it. (laughs) Maybe not enough time. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, so you're still building stuff as the show is running. Um, so I don't know. I just like that. Sometimes I like the rush of that. Yeah. That's, uh, it's weird. Even though we're like, we're beating our brains out, we're stressed and we want to just go to sleep and kill over, you know, like go yeah. home, <laughs> knock on our bed, like I'm done with this. I'm over this. I, it's kind of addicting. Yeah. <laughs> that feeling is just like, it, it almost feel like you're, uh, you're like Jack Bauer on 24. It's like, it's counting down, you know, it's like <laughs> down. we got to get this thing put in, you know? Um, uh, yeah. So, um, and I think I get some pleasure out of just the, the whole, just watching the process itself, you know, it's, uh, I think you're constantly learning all the time. I mean, sometimes you have shows that it's just rinse and repeat cookie cutter. That's fine. But, um, other than that, no two shows are the same. If mm-hmm. You're moving around, you know? So you're, you're always finding new avenues on how to either like change your way of doing things, you know, how you record something or maybe a macro on your console, you know, once in a while you're like, I couldn't get that to work, but then you have an aha moment that one show and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. And then, cause you're put in a situation where you have to build that tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing too, where like, uh, what I like about doing shows is like, there's it, always a different circumstance somewhere and you need to learn how to make things work for that moment. Um, and sometimes you unique to that moment, um, and you'll probably never go back to that again, but sometimes it'll be something you can use from then on, um, for other things. And it becomes an, another, essentially you're like building a tool set. Yeah. yeah. That's so exciting. If I had a, yeah, if I can put it in the, like a, the virtual, uh, the hypothetical tool set in the actual, like in the real world, it'd be like the size of this room. <laughs> like tools, you know what I mean? Like yeah. ideas and things like that. So, yeah. Do you uh, have um, any advice for anyone who would who's interested in entering this industry? Oof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> advice? Are you sure you want to ask me for advice? No, I was um, yeah. Honestly, like 
it just depends on your situation because no, no two situations are the same on how you get in. You know, everybody has a different way of going about it. Like for me, I stumbled into it as the DJ background, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people stumble in, you know, it's like I know some people that used to be performers. They were dancers and stuff like that. And then just accidentally fell into lighting. Like one day I was like, hey, do you want to do lighting? You know, just to fill in them for a class or something like that. And then all of a sudden, like, boop, that light turns on and they took it on from there. Um, so just, I guess, depending on where you're at, I, I you know, there's, you're still going to be able to find a way in. Um, so I guess what I would have to say to that uh, is if you like it, I know it sounds cliche, but if it's something that you actually find interest in doing and you always find yourself gravitating towards, just just figure out a way to keep going with it. You know, it's like, I, I didn't have a plan myself. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be a lighting designer, you know, or I'm going to be this. Mm -hmm. Like I just kept sticking with something that I was like attracted to. And then it just kind of developed into something bigger. You know, if I can go back in time and like tell myself how to do something different, I would say, yeah, like these are the places you can take a, a theater class in, or, or maybe even like, I mean, I love my high school and everything like that, but maybe I could have been like, Oh, go to Thousand Oaks or something like that, because mm -hmm. they have an awesome theater program or something like that. Uh, you know, to, to get that education. So I guess it just depends on where, where you're at. If you are just starting fresh and you're, you know, like you're just even barely even learning about the industry itself, take a class, you know. Yeah. <laughs> go to, go, you know, take a theatrical class. You know, that's, the technical theater is like probably the best way to get your feet wet into that sort of thing um if you're coming from a background like me like just i mean we have now abundant amount of information via the internets now like anything on youtube there's guys now you got programmers that have their own youtube channel and people are just following them so it's like do that <laughs> you just find your own way to get into it but yeah um yeah if you're passionate about it and you find comfort in it just like marie Kondo says it brings you joy hang on to it <laughs> That's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. Words of advice? Yeah, that's yeah. great. I wouldn't say I'm a wise person, but, you know, <laughs> where is this where I'm at now? Yeah. yeah. Any parting words? Any what? Any parting words? Any parting words? Um, is there anything that you didn't touch on that good, you want to talk I about? I don't do goodbyes too well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I really enjoy this. This is uh, this is cool. I think this is the first time I've done an interview style podcast thing, so this is a, a pleasure to be on here. Yeah, same. This is the first time yeah. for everything, so here yeah. we are. <laughs> That's something good going on here. I yeah, think. awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Cool. Well, everybody, stay safe out there, obviously. And, uh, yeah. I know we're going crazy. Yeah. Going stir crazy in our own house. I mean, we're slowly. The that machine is slowly starting to be you know, moving, it's starting to get started up again. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, we'll hop, we'll get back on our feet guys. Yeah. Guys and gals, people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Saul. This was awesome. I'm so thankful that you were able to be a part of this. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. I'm glad I can, I, I can be here to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.